Operating from a place of rest was really scary for me for many years and for many reasons. If you don't know by now, you can tell what um, my message uh, has shifted more into. Um, and um, it honestly has been in the background of my mind um, for many years. And really, it became very loud um, but I didn't quite know that this was what it was and the operative word that I believe, um, uh, the Holy Spirit was trying to show me was to operate from a place of rest. And my life was so chaotic. And, um, if you, uh, you know, went and heard uh, my previous podcast episode I shared with uh, in detail. And, um, you know, I've shared many times my story in my uh, podcast and on many of my various platforms. So I'm not going to go further into detail, but I'll just say this. My life was going chaotic. I prayed to God and God answered me. My life changed. One of the main things that um, I was shown was rest. And um, as I've stated many times um, before, and I will state again, that rest was something that was not a part of my my identity, my validation, my sense of self-worth. My, um, it did not feed my fear. Um, I, I, I thought I had to live my life numb and just cold and always afraid. This was a definitely a learned behavior growing up. And um, um, someone closest to me who, you know, raised me really um, battled uh, with this severely. And I can remember um, being a little girl and um, experiencing a particular um, um, story, encounter that I had. It was me and my uh, brother, and um, we were sitting with this family member um, in the hospital, and um, this particular family member just literally um, had a meltdown um, in um, in the waiting room, and I saw just growing up how this particular person just really didn't know how to handle um, crisis well or um, did not know how to maneuver and navigate through those things that um, life um, had really gotten a hold of um, my loved one to the point where it this particular loved one was always afraid, always defensive, and always nervous. And so seeing that was, and trying to navigate through that as a little kid, um, I did a lot of jumping through hurdles and jumping over hurdles. And I believe that some of the structures that many of us have been taught when we were little um, um are good 
for example, my experiences of what they taught me were good. And I recognize as well that because of those experiences and because of those structures um, that were um, those subliminal messages of fear and those subliminal messages of worry and anxiety, um, I found myself navigating through that lens. And I'm so glad that God gave me a new lens. Um, And I would even say further that my lens now is what it should be because my lens is through the perspective of God. My lens is, um, I've been able to take a step back and recognize when my mind is the one that is leading me versus my spirit, which is connected to God. Who is who I daily allow to become Lord over my life because I know my mind and I know um, my flesh. I know the fears that I sometimes battle with and I recognize that my mind still has those insecurities and those um, old things that I might get triggered by. And I was sharing with a friend that it really is not about perfection, but really this journey of awakening is really all about me being more aware. It's a state of consciousness of being aware of who you divinely are, how God has created you to be versus how you think you have to show up. And that's what I want to talk with you on today. Um, I want to talk to you on today and just take my time with you. So if, if I might, this whole, I don't know if it's a series or what it is, but this is where, um, really God, as I've, as I've stated before, really where, um, I am, um, on this journey is about rest. Um, like rest is your promised land. Um, rest is your promised land. Rest is your promised land. And I I, I used to think that um, before I was awakened, that my promised land had to do with, you know, this mansion and, you know, the properties and making a certain amount of money and, um, you know, retiring early and giving uh, money away to my family and just, just this heavy hustle that I thought was success that I thought would be me meaning that I would be breaking generational curses and that I thought that, you know, I was shifting and changing things. And I knew that I was chosen. I knew that I was called. I knew that I was different. I knew that I was was cut from a, from a different cloth. I knew God had created me to be different. I knew that I was different. I always knew that I was different. Um, I had to break down a lot of what was shown to me. God had revealed to me a lot of the bricks in the the foundation in which I um, was built upon, um, some of that, a lot of that um, had to be dismantled. And when I had my encounter with God, thank goodness, when I saw the effects of my life externally um, and I saw just the chaos of that, the deep, deep, deep uproar and chaos of that, um, I thought it wasn't fixing problems on the outside. And when I had my encounter, when I really cried out to God and had my encounter, God began showing me 
that once again, what was happening on the outside was a direct reflect of what you had troubling within you for a long time, ever since you were little, but you didn't know it was um, in your way. It was just something that you thought you had to um, keep, or you may not even have, didn't even know consciously, you know, weren't even aware that this stuff was just in in the way. Um, but I always felt, like I said, something in my spirit telling me something else. I can remember our oldest had said, mom, you know, I always felt that you were thinking about something that there was something else in you that you were focused on. And looking back, it was my soul that was in search of the truth. And I didn't quite know until I had my encounter. And I'm so grateful that I had that defining mo- moment. I, it was, it felt like the epitome of like uh, a tornado that could just hit, hit, you know, my life. Um, and you know, you, how when the tornado ends, I'm a visual person when the tornado ends and when the tornado ends and let's say you return back to that city and you look around and you see everything that the tornado has damaged, but tornadoes and storms has the ability when the storm passes at, when I look about, when I think about it and I look, look around, um, um, when I would, when the tornado was happening. The tornado had started when I was little and the tornado began building and building and building and building and building. Right. And so it just began tearing um, up things. It began, you know, just becoming sheer chaos. But what I recognized behind that tornado was the Holy Spirit that was uprooting things and Things were rumbling within me that I was like, this is not it. But I didn't quite know what it was. And so when I cried out to God, when my soul was having crying out to God, when I finally just surrendered and just opened up my mouth and said, God, just show me who I am. And God began showing me who I am with this unconditional love, began showing me the areas of my life, uh, showing me the truth, began revealing things to me, began prophesying to me, began telling me these things that were going to happen greatly in my life and what I had to release within myself, what I had to let go within myself, that the baggage and the internal stuff that I had to release and let go and trust God in the in a way that I had never trusted before. Of course, now this happened in increments is all I need to know. <laughs> the process of that happened in increments. But when I think about the tornado, I just began thinking about looking when the tornado was over, looking at everything around me. Looking at everything around me and like, whoa. Whoa. But in my spirit, it felt like a new start in my spirit. It was like, hallelujah. In my spirit, it felt cleansed. In my spirit, it was leaping for joy. In my spirit, it was yelling, this is it. This is it. In my flesh was where I had the issue. In my mind was where I had the the trouble with releasing, letting go of the old. And a lot of I'm I'm going to allow you to walk with me because the whole point of me sharing all of this is so that you can walk in truth, freedom, love, wholeness, joy, peace, grace, your birthright. Everything that God has for you is within you and we're here to unpack 
what it is that's in the way of that alignment. And I think that many of us just don't know. And I've been awakened to walk the path to help you unravel. To help you unlearn. To help you awaken. This is a calling I know I've been called to because I've tried to do other things and God has always pulled me back. When I surrendered, that's when I found my joy. It has not been easy by far the beyond the stretch of the imagination, okay? <laughs> I remember someone was saying, how, I don't know the, the, the scripture, but it was, she was talking about how Jesus was saying how he understands why people don't follow Jesus because of the fact that it's hard. It requires you to die um, of yourself, of who you think is. And I want to say it even further. It requires you to die of who you think you are. It requires you to die of your insecurities. It requires you to trust God. It requires you to let go of your need to survive. And it requires you to shift the level of mindset of trusting God. So it, it is all about abundance. It is all about grace. It is all about God's kingdom, God's way of viewing things established in your life, um, being evident in your life, knowing that it is bigger than you, and not only knowing that it's bigger than you, but the effects, the rippling effects that it has on the next generation. The rippling effect, not only does it have and it spills out into your life, but it has because that is life, right? Jesus is life. Jesus is life. Water is life, right? And so that's what Jesus came to give us life, life. But there are things that we got to die to that some of us don't want to die to. And that's the hard part. We don't want to die to that. I don't want to die to unforgiveness. I don't want to die to my pride. I don't want to die to what I want to do. I don't want to die to that. I don't want to die to holding my tongue when you're telling me to be silent. I don't want to die to that. I want to fight back. I want to feel good in my flesh. I want to do things that way. I don't want to die to that. I don't want to die to to that and be disciplined in my thoughts. I don't want to die to that. I want to pout. I want to scream. I want to have tantrums. I want to do things that feels good to my flesh. This is this too hard. I don't want to do that. But I know in my soul and in my spirit what it's calling me to. And that, for me, is a decision that I have chosen because it overrides that vibration, that realm, overrides everything that I just said. It has more power than what my flesh wants to hold on to, what my mind thinks is right. And it requires a level of crucifixion that many in this world don't want to do. So one of the areas that I know that I have been shown and something deeper that I want to take you on. And they talk about the promised land. I talk about that last episode. You know, the promised land has to do with the state of consciousness. And I was like, what? When God revealed that to me, I was like, what? It is. 
it's the state of consciousness before the actual physical manifestation. Because the promised land has everything to do with your level of consciousness, what you believe, what you are aligned with. Yeah. And are you willing to surrender yourself, subject yourself to that truth? Because it's always going to reveal itself. And how did I come to this level of awareness and alignment and acceptance? (laughs) And acceptance. And it was resting. I had to rest. I had to rest. This world is not. does not validate resting. The Western culture does not validate resting. I remember I was watching, um, I saw a post, um, I believe her name is uh, Dr. Shamika Dean, and she was talking about how rest is the new wealth. Well, rest is wealth, I'll just say that. (laughs) But I understand what you mean about new because that's new for a lot of people. When we think of wealth, for me, I thought of hustle, grind, team no sleep, anxiety. I'm going to get it or if I don't get it now, I'm going to lose it. Like that, that right there. Mm-mm. What I have been shown time and time again, that that is not how God wants you and I to operate. And it took some time for me to let go and trust that. Seek ye first the kingdom, God's way of doing things, a form of submission, a form of surrender, and all of these things will be added unto you. But it is about a level of subjecting yourself to the spirit of God that is constantly in your ear, but you're ignoring. That is constantly at your heart, but you don't want to let go. It's constantly in your body, but you're cold because you're still angry about what happened to you in the past. And so you become numb. You become have a reprobated mind. You become a stiff-necked people like the Israelites. Or your perspective of your, your view of God is, is, is not the truth. And so you lean into your own understanding and your strength. And good luck with keeping upholding that. (laughs) I'm saying that from personal experience. Good luck with trying to uphold and keep that around. Because you you will soon become tired. I soon became tired. And I didn't know the outcome of anything. I just knew that I was tired of upholding that. Of upholding something that I knew I needed to let go of. I didn't know the outcome. And I reached a point where I didn't care. And that's when God began doing the miraculous in my life. And I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. My heart is so full. My heart is so full. My heart is so full of joy. I'm so thankful.
so thankful. I'm so thankful. No, it was not easy. No, it was not easy. No, it was not easy when you've been taught a certain way, when you believed a certain way for so long, when you have had the noise and you're around you, tugging you, telling you to go a certain way because that way is the best way. When you have even your own flesh betraying what your spirit knows. Sure. When I've had to let go and sacrifice some things that God told me to do, like, God, I don't know why you're telling me to do it, but I know you know more than I do. And I trust it because I've tried to, I've tried to upkeep it. I've tried to uphold it and it's tiring and I can't uphold something that you're telling me to let go. I can't do it no more. And my own strength, that's my Pride, I gotta let go. I can't uphold this identity that you're trying to tell me to that you're telling me to let go. I can't uphold that anymore. I gotta release that. I gotta put a um a a a grip of it. I can't think of the verse off the top of my head, but it talks about bringing your mind captive, bringing your thoughts captive. Being sovereign over your thoughts, understanding, understanding that thing, being disciplined with that thing. Because you know there's a greater calling, a greater purpose. And I know that to be true. And so, resting, pausing, is everything. I was going to read um, my blog to you, but I want you to take a, you know, a take a look at it and read it yourself because I just want to flow with what I'm sharing on this podcast. And I'll leave the link of the, um, of the, uh, of this particular blog um, um, on the, in the description below. Um, it's called resting is a part of resetting we aren't robots and it's, you know, really, really a great blog. I would suggest you read it, you know, see how it speaks to you, how it resonates to you. I just want to go with the flow of how I feel the spirit is leading me to share this with you. Um, that God wants more out of you and more from you because there is something great that God wants to do. Through your life that requires you to let go of what he's telling you to let go of. So that you can have the capacity, the wherewithal, the mental ability, the capacity, the love, the lightness, the tranquility, the life, a true life. That you have been jumping over hurdles to try to get. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so the Spirit of God wants to speak to you specifically about you. 
in your place of stillness, in your place of rest. God just don't want to be Lord over your life for two hours at church. God wants to be Lord over your life, period. Show you greater things than you could ever imagine. But it requires you to surrender to what he's telling you to surrender to. To believe what he's telling you to believe. To be in alignment with what he's telling you to be in alignment with. to trust the process I want to thank you guys for joining me if you guys want one-on-one coaching I have a um, a summer um, package that you know if any of you guys would like to um, just do six sessions with me I have a six session like clarity I do clarity sessions with people to help them um, identify their own subconscious Fears was in their way from them not seeing how God sees them. And if you want to do those six sessions with me and have a free discovery call to see if that works for you, then go ahead and click the link below. But that's all I have for today, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye.